Yo, 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 what's up? Happy people. Hey, guys. That was a different intro. <laughs> Hello. We're, strange. We're doing another episode yeah. of The, the Standby stand. Moments. Ooh, I didn't want to say it together. That we could have said it together. That would have no. been so great. That would have been awkward. Well, listen, when we get famous, we got to like have our famous things. Well, it's not going to be saying things together. <laughs> That's just lame. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I think it's great. All right. I'll let you think that. Producer? I think I would hate if you two just said everything the same <laughs> at the same time. Because <laughs> so, that means y'all would actually agree on things, first of all. And well, second we of do. all. <laughs> we do. And we there's agree every, on a lot of things. There's every once in a while Maggie says, you're right. Doesn't happen very often, but I document those moments. <laughs> Yeah, I everybody to. wishes to hear those words from me. Well, you know. So, uh, at the filming of this, or recording of this, our first podcast has finally gone live. Woo! That's yeah. been pretty exciting, Can right? we tell them how awesome. it went live, too, by the way? Can we just, like, Somebody, share a little bit of what happened? I got angry. <laughs> I got angry of Jeremy just saying things and asking questions, so I just hit submit. <laughs> and didn't tell anybody. It basically and, went just like yeah. that. Yeah. And then I said, Jeremy? And he said, what? And I went, it's on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's, we went to Izzo's and shared it. <laughs> not only that, but I was we were, I was hanging out with Josh Fontenot. We were working on the console, just doing some console things. And every couple minutes, Maggie would go, Jeremy! I'm like, what? It's on Spotify. Three minutes later, Jeremy! What? <laughs> it's on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> It, it just was, happened very quickly. But we didn't share. It was like an hour later, and we were finally... Josh, is, J- Josh we're, on, we're filming a podcast. Oh, Are you going to be on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I definitely texted him All yesterday. Right. He did not uh, answer okay. me. Well, listen, we got to... We're recording. We're, we're doing things. We got to go by. Josh <laughs> said hi. You can hear him say, K okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was real life. That was just real life. Real, yeah. I, I predicted that would happen. I wanted to out him on the air since he's been the most difficult... To schedule. To schedule. It's fine. We'll we'll pass over that because we did schedule somebody. We did successfully. Well, before we get to, before we get to her, did you just interrupt me? I did. <laughs> also, this is real life. <laughs> Continue now. You stand by. You got your moment coming. It's gonna be all about you. What have you been doing, Maggie? Oh, everything. We're still. I just finished wraps three weeks of CYT. Uh, we had Grease, Lion King, Frozen. <laughs> Not Wrong it. one. I was really uh, hoping for the claps there. <laughs> claps didn't come. <laughs> just, <laughs> just gonna, turn, yeah. just gonna take um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, but it was super fun. The kids did great. They're still doing Frozen. It opened S- today. Still doing it. Oh. Still doing yeah. Today's opening. Yes. And then I did, I went to, a, my best friend got married. She was beautiful. Hey. It was great. I cried a little bit. Were you the best lady? No, I was not. Oof. In her heart, I was. <laughs> How did that happen? How did what happen? Your best friends. Why weren't you the best lady? Because we have. I don't have just one best friend. There's multiple best friends. She the has multiple best friends. A, y'all are so difficult. But I do have a funny story because, okay, at the end of the wedding, I knew that we were second li- second lining from the church to the to the reception building. Um, Where was it, it? It was in Berwick. So it was like not even, it was around the corner, right? And so I knew that this was happening. Uh, my old dance teacher, who I've mentioned on here before, was like production managing the wedding, right? She was in charge of making sure everybody lined up, went out correctly. And so the whole time we're like coordinating this. We, we at one point look at each other and we're like, we need headsets because nobody's listening to what we're doing and what needs to happen. So the wedding goes off. Well, after they're taking pictures, and I was like, how do they know where to go? The band is there. And I'm like running around trying to like wrangle people. So I'm all of a sudden production managing this wedding. And I'm like, Dominique, uh, do I go get them? Do I bring them to the, to the band? Do you want me to grab these umbrellas and give them to them? So I'm orchestrating this. And so I go up, they finish taking pictures. I'm like, all right, Abigail, you're going to leave the church. You're going to walk out. You're going to go to the band. Once the band is done. And I looked at the bridal party. I was like, we're following behind. Everybody else is following behind the bridal party. Act happy and let's go. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we all did it. And then it was funny because it was Broke High School's marching band. I cracked up laughing. Uh, they did a great job, but it was a little rough. So we got to the we got to the building, and then they played the Broke High School fight song. And all I could do was laugh the whole time because small town things. Yes. Uh, Berwick? I, why? Why what? Why, why were they a part of the wedding? Because they needed the marching band to second line from the church to the building. What other marching band is there in Borough, Louisiana <laughs> besides the Borough High School marching band? I don't, it's so, is she, like, what's, is there a background there? Like, is she, does she go to school there? Or did, we all or, went to Borough. Well, I mean, I know you went there, but, like, does she still teach there? Is there any connection besides the fact you graduated from there? She still lives in Berwick. Why are you judging this so hard? Right. If you I'm live just... in a small town, the, the the team, the high school team, is pretty significant in your life. All right, all right. And everybody in the bridal party, I think, besides like maybe two or three, went to Berwick. Everybody there went to Berwick, okay, or Morgan City, yeah. mostly Berwick. Well, you know, it was just funny. I thought it was funny how I I ended up production managing sweating because I couldn't help myself. That's what happens to us. Yeah. It's part of who we are. But what have you been doing, Jeremy? I've been working really hard. We've just had a lot of things going on. But fun thing that I did this week, hung out with my boy, my boy, Kenneth Bailey and his wife, Molly. I miss them so much. They don't live here anymore, so they came to visit. And uh, I, then I got to go goose hunting. I went shoot some gooses. Actually, I shot at some gooses. And we killed one. And there was five of us, and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was five of us, and it was so much fun. And uh, it was fly- uh, They had a bunch of birds flew over us, and we shot at them and didn't hit them, and waited a little longer. And then a a, a, a poor singular bird, that poor thing, it had no no hope, none at all. And uh, it was flying. And I was, <laughs> uh, we were. <laughs> We were in the, uh, we were ducked down in the in the in the goose blind, and and the birds were flying, and I was like, they're coming, they're coming, and they were too high, and I said, don't shoot, don't shoot, and we were waiting, and there's like this little lone bird coming to this. I said, there's a bird coming, there's a bird coming, everybody get ready, everybody get ready, and it starts flying over. I'm like, all right, wait, 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 and it said, shoot, 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 and we jumped up, and like we had five guns. It's like some kind of conservation hunt, so you can kill as many birds as you possibly can because they're they're trying to manage the population of the white the snow geese and blue geese and so we it flew over and we jumped up and everybody shot and so it's like nine (laughs) it's like nine shots to kill one bird and one of the guys in the group (laughs) the bird folded over and it was coming down and he shot it on the way down it was dead and he shot it anyway just to make sure (laughs) What did you do with the birds after? It's actually in my refrigerator at home. I'm going to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture it. Is it feathers still on? Oh, no, 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 no. We we skinned it and feathered it and all that stuff. It still has its head connected because when you're traveling, if you get stopped by a uh, game warden, they need to identify it. And if if you don't have an identifier, they'll just assume it's out of season bird and they'll write you a ticket. That is, I, all right. It was awesome. I had so much fun. I'm We're up at like three thirty in the morning and uh, traveled and like got to see the sunrise. It was awesome. I told Corey last night. I said, "Babe, I've been having a lot of fun lately. Thanks for letting me have fun and having fun with me. So it's been pretty good." That's good. Yeah. All right. Now we can talk about our guest. Oh, so if you have a guest this week. She's been sitting so quietly. Not You're doing ca- so I good. guarantee you she got bored during the bird uh, <laughs> during the bird story. Oh, she was on her phone. I saw her. She's no, like, "Oh wasn't. my goodness." <laughs> Our guest this week is Miss Mia Montero. Yes. Hey. Oh, I'm not don't, gonna press the button. I'm not gonna. gonna I really there's a. I'm sure there's a really good button there for that moment. We really need to do that thing. Yeah, we wow. need to figure that out. <laughs> but uh, Mia is our worship. Leader, uh, what are you, what is the? It's not leader. You're not a pastor. I'm the worship leader at the Bayou Church. I was right. Yes, at the Bayou Church. Mm-hmm. She is also a recording artist. Yes. Hey, 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 hey. Her album "Sweeter Than Honey" just came out. Yes, a month ago. Congratulations. Thank you. How's it been? I've gotten a lot of very nice compliments. Lots of people good. sharing it. So. I listened to it front to back. Oh, yay! It was good. <laughs> it's too. not my type of music, but um. I mean. It's not is. everyone's. Yeah. But I, it was good. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit that. It was sweeter than honey. Yeah. 
Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Didn't I could just do the sound effects. We don't need that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have Mia on this week. We're going to yes. talk a little bit about the other side that we are definitely not a part of, the artist being on stage. Yes. Being the scene. First person. of all, though, I'm going to out Mia a little bit. Every week for the last four weeks, Mia said, when am I going to be on your podcast? <laughs> when am I, Jeremy, when am I going to be on the podcast? And so then the next thing podcast. out of her mouth was, is Jamie going to be on the podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. She said, well, I'll be on if Jamie's on it. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, Jamie's Jamie. not here today. What if Jamie just He's walked shoot in? My what music video. Yeah, we should have planned that. <laughs> <laughs> what, how awesome would that be if Jamie just walked He's gonna in He's going to shoot right my now? music video. Oh, really? We yes. worked it out? Yeah. That is so exciting. That's fun. I asked him what time we would be starting on the day, and he said 5 a.m., and I'm like, is he for real? He is probably for real. Yeah, he's very okay. for real. Which That's means uh, tech call time is probably like 4 a.m. Mm. Dang. Yeah. Oof. That sounds rough. Yeah. Well, that's going to be really exciting. Yes. Yeah. Do you have an idea for it? We do. Do you, oh. you want to share or no? I don't. Ooh. <laughs> that's fine. They're bribe. All right. But you do have a show coming up. I do. It's February 25th at Cité des Arts, downtown Lafayette. It's going to be a little cozy. Yes, very intimate. My opener is Elise Young. She's a good friend of mine. We went to high school together. And then the band from the church will be... My band for the evening. Ooh. <laughs> Fancy. Uh, yeah, we got the Gores, Alex and Ed, Jason and Dakota. Wow. JD's running sound. Hey, yo. Uh, Maggie didn't want to run lights for me. That is not at all <laughs> true. Wow. That is not Hannah's true. Hannah's running lights for me. Hannah's running. I'm giving them over. I have prior commitments. That's okay. Listen, this I is a proud it. moment, though. I mean, Hannah's following your footsteps. Yeah. Yeah, I love people to take things. I can only do so much, yes. guys. <laughs> but it'll be fun. What time is the show? At 7 p.m. So Elise goes on at 7? Yes. Nice, 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 nice. You didn't invite me to do anything. Because I didn't think you wanted to go. He's going to be out of town. He even <laughs> forgot that he was going to be out of town yeah. just now. <laughs> no, I remember. Oh. I just, I like to be invited to things even when I know I'm not going to be I'm pretty sure I invited everyone. You did. And you also <laughs> told me I had to pay a cover charge. Everyone has to pay, even my mama. What's the cover charge? It's $15. 15 bucks. That's yeah. not That's bad. like two coffees. Yeah. <laughs> two coffees? Wow. Yep. Or three? Like two and a half. Two and a croissant. Um, Honestly, <laughs> depending on where you go and how much you tip, it can be like one coffee. Mm. <laughs> how much that. do you tip, Jeremy? Well, we're, uh, we, yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> no. But yes, so, I'm excited. That's super fun. Are you going to sing the whole album? Yes. Front Plus three covers what? that kind of inspired the album. So Nice. Yes. Well, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself besides the fact that you're a recording yes. artist. Okay. Tell us how you got started. Well, hi. My name is Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently 22 years old. I started singing at the age of five. My older cousin, she's 10 years older than me, she was into singing and she would do competitions. So when my sister and I were younger, my mom would bring us to all her shows and competitions. And that's how I fell in love with music at five. Well, I was four at the time. And then five was when I think was the youngest my mom can enroll me in singing lessons. So I started singing lessons and I've been doing that ever since. Started performing, I think at five too, um, at the same thing my, my cousin was doing. Did that up until high school um, and then started performing at local restaurants, bars, coffee shops. I first started doing that at 15 in Austin, Texas, because my aunt lives there. And it was a lot easier to get gigs there, believe it or not. Really? Um, and then I started getting gigs here in Lafayette um, and then started singing at church and currently really only sing at church and sing for Christ, which is what I love to do. That's yeah. good. <laughs> So, so, yeah. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, um, when I started singing in restaurants and stuff, it's very draining and very, you know, it's a, it's a lot, especially when, you know, you have people yelling, sing this, do you know this? And it's like, I don't. <laughs> so, it really kind of, you know, it took the love out of it for me. It was for just sure. kind of like another job. Um, and if you know me 
in high school and college, I was working so much just to pay for recording, pay for music videos, pay for photo, you name it, you know, pay everyone first, never, you know, I'm losing money, everything I ever did. So um, I was just working all the time. So it was just another job for me. And then come around 2018, my, you know, I'm going to the bayou still, you know, my, my stepdad was playing in the worship band. My mom's like, you need to start singing. I'm like, maybe, sure. So I start singing and totally change the game with music and just I fall in love with it again and um, just realize that, okay, like God's blessed me with this ability. I need to just do it for him because um, the whole time I was just doing it for me mm. and now I'm just doing it for him and he's grown me in that area so much and I'm just thankful for where I am now and I'm never going to stop not doing it for him. That's awesome. Yeah. So you were, do, you were, leading worship in the student venues yeah. for a while, right? Mm -hmm. I did that um, probably early high school. Mm -hmm. um, I did that for a little bit. I was an intern. I was an intern at the Bayou Church, and that was fun, but, you know. She came and did it for me for a little while, I too. I did, Back yes. when I was a student pastor. That was really fun. Do you remember the conversation we had when you first got there? <sighs> it was intense. I really don't know. I got, you want me to remind you? Sure. So, uh, I had uh, a group of people who were leading worship for me, and they brought you in, and they and I wasn't aware. Oh, really? Yeah, and you were you were pushing your you were recording and pushing some of your stuff pretty hard, and I thought for a minute I was like, well, she's only here to push her stuff. We got to talk about that for just a <laughs> and like I had this conversation with them, and they were like, you should not talk to her, and I said, oh no no. We're gonna have a conversation because I just wanted to make it clear, like yeah. why, we're, what we're doing, and why. Why, why is it? Do, yeah. And so I uh, pulled you aside and I was like, "Hey, Mia, I love having you here. Let's make some things. Let's talk about a couple of things." And you're like, "Okay," you know, like <laughs> you're just bubble personality. It's yeah. like, um, "You're here to, about Jesus." That's what. And I said, "You're not gonna come and talk about your things. Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk about Jesus." And you're like, "Yeah, absolutely." And I said, "Okay, great." And you just looked at me like. Great. <laughs> I like. I wanted to make sure that you weren't there to do your thing, and that I think is just a testament to like what you're saying today. Yeah. Which is like when you decided you were gonna do it, you you were you were doing it not for yourself, mm -hmm. and that speaks to your character. Yeah. You know, because you had a lot to you had a lot to offer then. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot to talk about, a lot of your fun adventures that you were doing, and uh, this you're who you are talking about you could have been really easy but mm -hmm. instead you said no nah, we're, we're here to do this for jesus yeah it's interesting you say that because i find that a lot with like you get these artists who are really in it for themselves they may not realize it but it's, it's that that art form is a weird it's a weird middle ground of like why pr providing music to other people is one thing but like why are you really doing it if yeah at the end of the day people have millions and millions of options to choose from to listen to music uh, and it's interesting because I, I mean, I am fairly new to the world of Christian artists, but that, that type of singer and artist seems like it, you can definitely tell it's, it's most of them. It's not for them. Mm -hmm. They, they, they're take it or leave it. They'll just sing and enjoy mm -hmm. it in the moment. So yeah. it's interesting. So what else do you do? Um, well, aside from being a worship leader, I've been kind of diving into hat making Self-employed hat maker. <laughs> Can you please share the story of last week? Yes. What was last week? <laughs> we all went to lunch. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. So first, I need to tell the story as to how I got into hat making. Yeah. All right. So my senior year of college, again, you know, working so many jobs just to make ends meet, um, and also I was about to move to Nashville, so I was like, I need extra money. So Started working at Colby Abear, the Cajun Hatter. Love that man. Colby will probably never listen to this, but he's such an amazing man. Um, he's right across the street. He is. And I'm going to bring a poster to have him hang in his store after this. Um, so I started working there, knew nothing about hats. Um, he made me my first hat. And just, like, watching him do it, I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, my mom and my sister, they're visual artists. And I was always so jealous of, like, just the things that they would make. Or, you know, for Christmas, I'd get my mom a present from, like, Hobby Lobby or something. And my sister would paint her this big thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> so 
just watching him do that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to do that. Like that is like, that could, it's like my, the visual art that I want to do. So, um, as, when I moved to Nashville, I just started to like, I talked to him about it. I talked to this other hat maker in Australia. I talked to this hat maker in uh, LA and I was just asking them like, okay, like I want to get started in this in Nashville and do all these things. So they were very gracious and very helpful on like the tools I needed to get and stuff and all that jazz. But when Festival International happened last year, um, I trained a little bit at Colby's and he showed me all his steps that he does and everything. So I'm very thankful um, that he showed me how to do that. So just been kind of, you know, making hats for myself and people will DM me like, hey, can you make me a hat? Um, so yeah, made probably about like 10 hats for people so far. And I have my first client coming up that I don't know, which is really cool because most like all the my past clients are just people I've known who have followed me. are like, oh, make me a hat, you know. And yeah. of course, since I'm starting out, they're all like discounted and super cheap. Um, so now I'm at a place where, you know, I'm starting to move up on my prices. And that's awesome. Yeah. So. It's no longer like a, a hobby-ish. Yeah. It's, so. a, it's a business. But anyway, so now to the story. Yeah. Last week, <laughs> all of them were like, we're going to lunch. And my sister asked me to make her hat, and I had one last finishing, t- finishing touch I needed to do, which is use a blowtorch to kind of burn the hat <laughs> to, to make it look very distressed and older and whatnot. So I'm like, depending on how, when I finish, I will, I will go meet y'all. Well, anyway, so I'm in my apartment and I'm like, okay, one wrong move. My face is burned or this place is on fire. So I really need. Wait, so is logical. this the first time you used the blowtorch? No, but I know how scary it is. And like literally one wrong move, like, <laughs> yeah, it's an issue. <laughs> so... I'm like, okay. Also, also where I live, it's in a very, very close part of town, meaning all the houses, like, you can probably reach your arm and you're touching the next house. And I live in a garage apartment, so it's at someone's house. Um, so I was like, if I do this outside, they're going to think I'm, like, some freak with this blowtorch <laughs> and probably, like, their HOA leave this big thing, like, who is using this blow? So anyway, I use it in my apartment. <laughs> And I was like, okay, so far, so good, but it is so scary because it, like, one, literally one wrong move, like, the valve to open and close is different than what I thought, so when I was trying to turn it off, the flame was just getting bigger, so I was like, oh my god, I can't use this blood torch anymore. Thankfully, the hat was done, and I did what I needed to do for the hat, but my whole apartment smelled like carbon monoxide or whatever propane that's in this. I was like, I need to get out of this place right now. So I'm driving around with this blowtorch in my car because I didn't want to leave it in my apartment, and it just all of a sudden catch fire. Big fear of fine. Um, and so I was like, what am I doing with this blowtorch? If I hit a rock or something on the road, my car's blowing up. Like, so scared. It's like, let me just bring it to Hobby Lobby. Side note, I bought it like six months ago. Yes, Home Depot. I bought it like six months ago in Nashville. And I'm currently <laughs> in Louisiana. So I bring it to Home Depot. I walk in there. I have these bright hot pink pants on. <laughs> I already look like I'm not supposed to be there. Walking in with this blowtorch. And okay, so I like I go to this customer service lady and like, hey, I bought this blowtorch forever ago. It is scaring me half to death. I can't have it anymore. She's like, well, we can't, like, return it. I was like, I don't care. You can keep it. I don't need the money. (laughs) And I just left it with her. So, anyway, I do need to get a smaller blowtorch that's, like, tinier. Because this one was, like, the big one. It was, like, the big blue blowtorch. Type in to Google big blue blowtorch. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> that is what I have. I'll link a picture. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to take a picture with it. But anyway, it was so scary. I, so I, was she, well, it was great. She called us, and we were oh in the God. car, and <laughs> we could barely make out what she's saying because we had the phone on speaker in the car, and we just hear, I returned it. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> she calls Whitney, and Whitney's got, she's driving us, and Whitney's like, you're on speakerphone. And she just goes, bah! <laughs> and we're like, what is going on? She said, I had to bring it back. And we have no context. <laughs> and she said, it was going to blow my car up. 
Yeah, yeah the I, last I, we heard is she was you were going to do this. You you needed well you you told I thought it was oh, the first man. time you've ever like you hadn't even touched a blowtorch. I've used it like once before and it scared me so much. I was like, I'm gonna die in my sleep from all this like <laughs> toxic stuff in the air. Well, and and then whenever you called, I uh, you were you said you left it at Home Depot, <laughs> and we all three were like, go get it, go back. And you're like, I can't have it in my car. <laughs> like the Home Depot people were just like gonna set it to where it just needed to be turned on. Like it was just it was really good. I don't want my money back. I don't, you don't have to do anything with it. Just take it. You know, <laughs> I was like, some, I just want it out of my possession. <laughs> yeah, some Home Depot employee definitely oh, took that home. Man. I would have taken it home. Yeah, yeah, I would have too. That's why I told you to go back and get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I'm going to get a tinier one that is more like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, you can, you should just get one of those uh, creme brulee torches. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't need a big flame. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of my favorite people. Oh, uh, thanks. You're just authentically yourself. <laughs> and it just makes everything so much funner. Thank you. Yeah. I go, I really enjoy the part of the story this this that you said <laughs> the HOA was gonna call somebody. Okay, our like, H- the River Ranch HOA is mind blowingly insane. But like, like they can't cut like just living outside with like a No, a like thing. you can't wash your car no like way. in your driveway. No way. I'm dead serious. If you were like, hmm, I want a free car wash and do it myself, you cannot do it. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Every time I drive through that neighborhood, I'm, you don't see a trash can. There's no trash. Cans. There's no trash cans. You have to put your trash on your front lawn, which I feel like is grosser than a trash bin. But that's just me. Well, and also but I I, I realize what I like about the neighborhood and what makes it really really appealing to the yeah. eye is you don't see driveways. There's no driveways. They're on the back. Yeah, the back alley. Yeah, which is it's how like Chicago was, and I loved it. It's so pretty. Because yeah. it's just like landscape yeah. everywhere, but that's besides the point. I, anyway, I just thought it was funny. You're just like, I can't live, go outside. But I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah, your Verner's insurance would have would not have covered the damage. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, man, I really need to be careful because if something goes wrong, the Verner's insurance would be like, well, how the flames start? <laughs> well, well, the bl- blow torch just caught on fire by itself. It just blew up. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. I love it. I <laughs> love it. So what else has been going on, Mia? Uh, so uh, you said Nashville a couple of times. Yes. You uh, care to share that story with yes. us? Yes. So I moved to Nashville last January, saved up a lot of money to move. Whether I was planning to move in January, whether I had a job lined up or not. Um, but thankfully, like two weeks before I moved, I got a job at a coffee shop. Started working there. Instantly knew I'm not a coffee person. That's why I, whenever you, I didn't know this. And whenever you just said that, I went, I feel like this would not work out. No. <laughs> um, you just are not well, the coffee I, I shop I love person. coffee. And I feel like I was good at it. I mean, it's yeah. not hard to learn. But I was just like, this isn't me. Mm-mm, I don't like it. My coworkers were a little strange. <laughs> um, <laughs> no judge to them. But like, it just, it wasn't for me. It wasn't yeah. a vibe I enjoyed. Um, so... Worked there for two months, and then in March, I started working at Dolly Parton's White Limousine as a host. It's a restaurant and bar. Loved it because of the coworkers, not necessarily the people that came in. The people all were um, bridesmaids and brides, and as a host, like, you know, you have to say if we have seating or not, and whenever I would say no seating, like, the amount of hate that that person like looked at me with was just like, <gasps> it was just like so negative and just, they were so mean and just, mm. yeah. so I stayed there for a few months because I was like, I don't want to quit again. You know, like I'm going to give it some time. And my coworkers were really friendly and we would hang out all the time. Um, but then got a better job as a server at North Italia in Franklin, mm. which that was the best like customer service serving job at ever done in my life because not only were the my coworkers amazing and sweet the management loved to be there which I've never had at like a customer service job the management always hated their their life at wherever I worked like customer service wise um and the clientele was so sweet like families um we had some famous people come in um super nice and so that was really fun and I was planning on staying there for a long time until you know you know I got a job in my career which is music business I studied music business at UL Go Cajuns. Um, 
But so did that till July. Um, so around end of May, July, did that. Um, well, Mr. Ed calls me up. Mr. Ed is my current boss at the Bayou Church. He's the worship pastor. Calls me up in July and is like, hey, we have a job opening if you'd like it. And I literally was just like, what? <laughs> like, Mr. Ed, I just moved here. Like, I'm just starting to like it. Like, that week, I really was like, I could see myself here. Because, you know, I still knew. I was like, eh, I could see myself where, you know, maybe not here forever. But that week or the week before, I was like, I'm really liking this. Like, this is really cool. So then when he called me, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like, I just got here. Well, anyway, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm going to think about it. I'll think about it. Give me some time. I'll think about it. And I was really leaning towards no. I was like, no, I just moved here. Not going to do it. And we had scheduled like a few weeks later, like, and we'll check in and call up. Well, it was literally that day that we had that call, like 15 minutes before. Like, I was just sitting. I was like, waiting for the call. Going to tell him no. I was like, I'm taking it. Like, I'm coming. I think it was just God's peace and, you know, just that, just that feeling. It was like, oh, I got to take it. So, totally changed what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, other than no. It's like, yeah, I'm coming home. Did you call anybody and like, let's line it up. Tell them, hey, I changed my mind. Because I assume you talked about this with like. I told my mom, but I told her after. Like, hey, I'm actually coming home. <laughs> so we, my we mom would have flipped. Shit. She was, she wasn't mad because my sister lives in Seattle and, you know, I was in Nashville. So we were both so far from Lafayette. Um, she was annoyed at first because it was not fun moving to Nashville because snowing, cold, freezing, trailer, like Greg got in a small little fender bender moving me. So it was a nightmare moving. So she was like, oh, do we really have to come back and move you again? But I'm like, no, 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 Mr. Ed said he'd take care of it. He's going to line some people up. So after, you know, like a day, she was like, oh, I'm so glad you're coming home. That's good. Yeah, I came home, I think September 1st. Finished out August, started telling people. My roommates had to find a replacement for me, which is so easy because everyone's moving to Nashville. Um, and then came back September 1. <laughs> so tell us about, like, your time in Nashville besides your work. Yeah. I mean, why did you go? Yeah. Once you came back, you know, like, there's a lot of emotions that go into that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going there as a, as a single artist, as going to, like, you know, chase your dream or – you know, what you think at the time is your dream. Yeah. You know, like, just tell us a little bit about that process, because mm -hmm. I imagine it's got to be, I mean, I remember we, you and I would, you know, we texted a couple of times, and, like, you were looking at churches up there to get plugged into, and uh, I think you were doing, you, you ended up going to do some songwriting with some folks and whatnot. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So moved there, um, started attending Long Hollow, which I loved it, but... You know, I, coming from the bayou and being born and raised in the church, I was so used to that atmosphere. Going to Long Hollow, which is a bigger church, I was very overwhelmed by the size. Even though if you're looking at it, it doesn't really look like congregation-wise bigger. The building's way bigger. But congregation, it wasn't that much bigger. But since I was so new, I was like, this is massive. Which I now get an understanding of why, you know, new people come to the bayou. They're like so overwhelmed. And for the longest time, I was like, why? <laughs> you know? So I, you know, I went to other churches just to kind of get a, more of a perspective on, you know, what I'm looking for and what I need. Um, and then started attending Church of the City downtown. There's two locations. Um, and loved it. It was a smaller size. And they set up weekly at this place called Rocket Town, um, which was so cool. So it's like a venue. Um and just the people were so sweet. One of my coworkers from North Italia had invited me and um, loved it. So instantly got connected with the worship team, which over there, you know, since everyone's in music and stuff, and they have probably a lot of people on their worship team and creative team, um, it's, their next opening was like three months later, two, two, three months later. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, come my time to sing, 
it was my last Sunday in Nashville. It was August like 29th or something. And I was moving like two days later. So I was like so tempted to just cancel and just like, hey, I'm actually moving, whatever. But God was just like, just go do it. You'll meet people and, you know, sing for Christ. It'll, it'll be a good experience. And, you know, just to hang out with other people who are musicians and do yeah. it for the Lord. So I did it. And I was so glad that I did it because the people who were playing it on the stage were so sweet. The keys player played for Francesca Battistelli, like on tour. The bass player is the bass player for Ren Collective. And the guitar player is Katie Nicole's guitar player, um, which was just really cool to like, oh, these people are like on tour and just, but they were so humble about it. It was just like, I've met some people in my town who are not as humble as you. <laughs> and y'all are doing the big people thing. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just really cool to like hang out with them and just hear their story and, you know, hang out with them in the green room. And so I, I'm still staying in touch with those people. And I was like, okay, that's why God wanted me to do it. Just to, you know, meet that community and just, you know, be with cool people who are doing it for Christ. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Nashville's only like a six hour drive. No, it's like 10. Oh. If you're lucky. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> Well, six hours is still rough. But yeah. if you want to take a weekend, just like two months away, yeah. plan it. Yeah. Well, Katie Nicole, she came here um, a few months ago, and he so he's on tour with her, Ben. And I messaged him. I was like, hey, I'd love to meet up with you beforehand. So I meet, met up with him before. And just cool to like, I would have never met him if I would have canceled. So That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of famous, so. I'm really not. <laughs> I mean, you're kind. Of, now, what you're saying is you're kind of a big deal. No, <laughs> <laughs> I am not, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, that's really cool, Mia. So, yeah. what about um, what about your like songwriting process? How does that come about? What do you do? Why? Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of different sometimes. I usually just write lyrics first. I think one time, though, I did do, like, the music first and then the lyrics. And it's a lot harder matching lyrics to, like, rhythms that you made prior or melodies that you've made. Um, so it's a lot easier to have the words first and then do, like, the music afterwards. And I usually just, like, write it to, like, my guitar or a piano. And then the band that I have, usually my church band or the church band, um, I tell them, okay, like this is the chord, this is the chord progression. This is what like I want it to feel like, and I let them just like do whatever they want, and they'll play different things, and I'm like, that's it, that's yeah. what I want. It's um, always interesting, just because uh, I never understood this concept. So you'll write lyrics, and you're so you know how to play the piano. I know chords. Chords. So just like, I can punch it out, and I'll like write it down, and like I'll tell Mister Ed, okay, I want like. This is a chord progression. This is, like, the lyrics. And I'll usually play along with it and show them. And for, you know, one of my things was, like, Mr. Ed, I want this whole, like, jazzy, like, 1960s feel. And he killed it on one of my songs. That's so that's just kind of, like, how I explain it, things. So either, like, piano or guitar. Yes. You know how to play guitar as yes. well. Mm -hmm. And it's, then it's yeah. not in tune, but she can play it. I haven't played it in a hot second. I need to tune in. I'm sorry. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> I went into her office the other day and pulled off the wall. She's looked at me. She said, why are you in here? <laughs> I was like, I want to play your guitar. She said, I'm busy answering emails. <laughs> and then I strummed it and said, it's out of tune. She said, are you done yet? <laughs> So I put it back on the wall, and I left. <laughs> well, there you go, Jerry. Don't touch other people's stuff. Oh, my gosh. One time, it was a Christmas concert. I go in my office, and my guitar is gone. Oh, my gosh. I was like, who touched my guitar? And Kieran took it. He borrowed it for something. I'm like, you better ask me, son. You better ask me. Well, at least he'll probably tune it for you and then put he it back. He probably did, yeah. Was that the same time that all of your stuff got flipped upside down? No, it was probably like two days before. Uh, yeah, for the Christmas concert, some people, her favorite person, actually. That made me so mad. Flipped and all of her stuff upside down, and then she was like, I'll just lock my door. We all have keys. We well, all have keys to your office. And your door doesn't shut. <laughs> oh, I put in a work order for it. I was Did like, you? this door needs to be fixed. <laughs> I said fixed. it nicely. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> this door needs to be fixed, please. 
<laughs> Mia has a sign on a door, sign on a door that says "Welcome, hello," but you cannot actually go in there without her. I, do not do it. I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Is not is okay. Like people can borrow my stuff whenever they want. One, ask me. Two, return it. Yeah, plenty of time. Like in Nashville, like I'm not gonna say who. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even say this, but one of my roommates would borrow my stuff. She would never ask. And then, well, okay, this isn't the roommate. This roommate blocked me on everything. So she, she's never going to listen to this. Anyway, <laughs> she would take my stuff and not ask and never return it. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, if you borrow something, please ask to just return it. That's yeah. all I ask. But anyway. And don't <laughs> flip it upside down. Yes. All my stuff was flipped upside down. Who did it? It was either Jamie or JD. It was probably both. <laughs> They're best friends. You know that, right? Yes. <laughs> when Jamie came in the other day, he asked, he's like, is Mia's stuff, is it, all, is it all flips upside down? I said, I have no idea. He said, oh, I was just checking. I was just wondering. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's There's good. something else you mentioned the other day that you were like, just, you felt like you really wanted to do. Yes. You want to talk about that? Yes. Um. So... Backtrack, a guy I knew recently passed away, and I knew he wasn't really right with the Lord, and I knew that, and I didn't really try to, you know, I invited him once to church, stopped after that, didn't really reach out to him much. You know, I looked at our text messages, and like right before he passed away, he texted me, and I never responded, and it's just like, what am I doing? Like, yes, I'm leading worship, and yes, like, I'm doing it for the Lord, but like, God calls us to like reach out to people and to continue and to disciple. And I'm like, I'm just being like a lukewarm Christian. Like I'm in it for myself and I just am forgetting to, you know, I'm doing it for the 99. I'm not doing it for the one. And I just, I need to remember the one. Mm -hmm. And those are the people like, try not to get emotional. (laughs) Like my sister or people, you know, like my friend that I knew. So I was like, I need to do prison ministry. And I know that's so random and out there. But, like, we can't forget about those people. We can't forget about the people who, you know, most of them probably feel like this is it. What what else do I have to lose? Like, you know, in jail. Like, just being there, you know. So I'm working on figuring out how who to contact, what to do, just to, you know, once a month maybe sing worship songs. That's know. awesome. So I've tried calling the police station like four times, gotten nowhere, but I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing forward. That's an uh, awesome yeah. thing. That's I mean, crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean. In a good way, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad went through that. Yeah. And he, whenever he told me, he remembers uh, having somebody come. Yeah. And uh, he really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, and once he got out, he remembered the church, and I mean, it, it was in Lafayette, but he doesn't live in Lafayette, so he couldn't go to that church. But yeah. we talked about it, and it's really an awesome thing. Yeah. So. You want to bring a whole band in there? You just want to go in there and sing a cappella myself. Yeah. And whoever wants to come, you're, if you're gonna bring a guitar. Yep. Is it gonna be in tune? Yes. Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, whoever wants to come, and I'll lead a devotional. I want Dang, to do yeah. that and just that, reach out to people and. That's you know. pretty wild. Like, it's a, it's, I'm super proud of you. Just like, I don't know, you're 20, Two. 22. <laughs> you know, like you grew up, you had a passion, you checked that passion, you moved to Nashville to like pursue a dream. God called, gave you an opportunity, called you to do something different, and you, you just embraced it, and you're here pretty inexperienced in the role that you're in currently in the sense of like leading people Mm -hmm. and uh, leading a congregation and you just like you're killing it you just took the bull by the horn and you know you you don't listen to people when if they mention how young you are or maybe the lack of experience or the the opinions of others and you're just doing Mm -hmm. you and then you're like I'm gonna go sing in a prison, and five minutes later, you stink and start calling them, and you're like, "Hey, hey!" You know, next thing you know, Mia's gonna show up at the front door, like, 
I need to get in, please. And you like, your guitar. Like, I was like, do I call 911? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> not emergency. Hey, this is not an emergency, but I'd like to sing in the jail, please. <laughs> Could you get me to somebody? Dispatch. <laughs> I didn't oh do that. Goodness. Don't worry. She, she sets the alarm off at church and just waits for the police officer to show up. <laughs> she's like, sir, I've been trying to, do I just, did you have to take me to jail? Is that oh, how this works? So funny. <laughs> no. But Mia gets arrested. She's like, I'm just here to get information. <laughs> Can you grab my guitar on the way out, sir? That is so funny. No, but I mean, that's really cool, you yeah. know? So let's talk about the, like, the artistry that is. You know, we talk about, we got a couple minutes, and um, we talk a lot about production and the yeah. tech that behind it. But since you're on the front, you're on the stage, you're on the other side. Our job is to support you. Yeah. And like elevate what you guys are doing. Yeah. So what's the artistry of you know like what's the vision and the artistry of leading worship in a big church? Uh, there's you know and, and when you talk about big church, there's some people that would feel like oh it's too much of a production. Yeah. And there's a flip side of you know like you said the church you went to in Nashville. Our church is on the larger side production. We're heavily yeah. production driven church. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about like yeah. that side of it? Yeah. Um. I've definitely seen churches who are, you know, more in production or not so much in production. But, you know, coming from an area that's so music, musically, like, driven, like South Louisiana, it's all about music and culture. And, you know, having that a part of our church and our culture and what we stand behind and as far as music, I just think it's so moving and so powerful and God uses us in that way to move people. And some of our congregation, like, they probably don't care. You know, they're not into music. If we didn't have music, they might not care. But a lot of people, like, that's, like, a big reason why they come to our church is because of the music and because of what we do and because of the production and because it's easy to follow. And, you know, some of the songs we do, we try not to do super difficult songs melodically or you know for the voice because it's like we want our congregation to feel like they can join us in worship um and sometimes you know I'll bring a song to Mr. Ed and he'll be like you know I love the song the lyrics behind it are amazing but you know we want the congregation to feel like they're not just watching a show that they're singing along with us um so that's one thing why like one reason why I love doing what I do is because you know we're not doing it for us. We're doing it to bring people into worship with us. Um, so that's a big reason as to, like, what we pick, what songs we do, and why we do them. Um, so, yeah, I love I love how we do things because um, we focus a lot mainly on the congregation. Um, how can we lead people to Christ through music and through production? Um, and when we kind of steer off of that, we easily check, we quickly check ourselves and get back on track, like, hey, we are doing this for Jesus and to lead people to him. And who cares if something goes wrong? Who cares if, you know, we sing off key or if something breaks or if the lights don't work and whatnot. The list goes on forever. It's for Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because uh, I you just said if the lights break or whatnot. Uh, I always. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> uh, um if those things don't happen in the moment, we always are like, oh, my gosh, it's such a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the microphones aren't in ears aren't working, whatever it is. Uh, and it's like the world is ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, we're like, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. uh, that's not the purpose of it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it it gives us a purpose to 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 fix those yeah. things. Mm. It's like a never ending cycle of like mm-hmm. it, at the end of the day it doesn't matter. Yeah. But for us it's like our our reason to do it. Well, that yeah. that's our thing like mm-hmm. where where you're sinking to to serve yeah. we're making sure the microphone is working. Yeah. Uh it's just an interesting. But at the end of the day it's it's yeah. all just We're all human. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you find it difficult you know like to when you when you like working with tech, what are the things that you love? Not necessarily, you know, it could be us, yeah. uh, our, our teams, or, you know, you've been you've been able to be at, at other churches. And, yeah. you know, like how do you see how tech and worship kind of come together 
what are the things that that you see that's like man this is awesome what are the things that you see like man we we could do better here or yeah. you know like as a worship leader yeah what do you want from your tech team not necessarily this is not a dig at us or you know yeah. this is just like telling people who are listening uh, as a worship leader how important or not important you feel and where you feel like it really elevates what we do versus takes away yeah at the end of the day we're all one team um you know for a while it seems like you know oh that's a tech team that's a worship team but we're all one big worship team and we're all working together to spread one message and that's christ um you know as far as like i i love how we all work together i think you know we're all friends and we all know how each other work so you know Y'all know how I am. I know how y'all are, and most of the team, same thing, um, which we're so blessed to have that because I've seen other churches where it's like, you know, they don't know each other, and, you know, they don't, they probably don't even know their last name, and um, I just think it's really important that you know your team, you love your team, um, and if you don't, you need to check yourself mm. because we're all called to love. Um, and you just, you know, you make sure you're doing what you need to be doing. Um, you know, like I checked myself before a few years ago, like, okay, why am I doing worship? Is it for me? Because if it is, I need to get off the stage right now. Mm. Um, and I think everyone needs to be asked that question when they start serving in a church. What are you doing it for? Um, so yeah, did I answer that question? Sometimes I kind of go off track. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I think so. Yeah. That's well, I mean, what do you, you go ahead. I was going to say, she came, like, when you came to MXU, yeah. did that kind of help yeah. even just see the other side of it? Because there can be a disconnect mm -hmm. from stage to, to front of house. Like, yeah. there's just a disconnect. But you coming there, even watching you be there, I just, I think you're... I, your demeanor itself even changed because you're a very welcoming person. But yeah. I, I don't know, for some reason I watched you that weekend and you just took it all in. Yeah. So tell us about that, I, I guess. I think it kind of goes back to like <laughs> two separate teams rather than one. Seeing how they all work together and how professional they were and how like, you know, they made sure to get their job done and do it correctly. Um, just really showed their character, which was mm. something that I was like, you know, like whatever I think I'm doing, I'm going to scrap it and mirror what they're doing. Even and if, you know, we're doing something similar. I'm just going to try my best to strive for what they're doing. In um, regards to the MXU tour. Yes. So for the listeners who may not know, over when, when was it? September. I just got back. You had back. just got, yeah. <laughs> so we took a team uh, to MXU. You were there, correct? No? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't, You. all of us were there. I, this was so long ago. <laughs> so all of us went. MXU, If you, it's, a, it's an organization that... Uh, works really hard to help um, ha product it, it it takes like real world production yeah. it, people who are doing it and brings them together teaches them uh, some really awesome tools and um, etiquette and just the background of uh, production in general and then they also talk about leadership in in the house of worship market but it's it, it really can be all over so this particular yeah. event uh, the guys at MXU brought in Elevation yeah. Worship, and so we got to we got we got to sit and watch them put on like maybe basically a tour experience, yeah. start to finish, right? Yeah. And so what you're talking about is the elevation the the team the Elevation Worship team. Mm -hmm. um, it was I don't remember the artist. It wasn't like the main. It was their second. It was like the husband and wife. Yeah. Soul. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes. So what you're talking about is listening to them kind of walk us mm -hmm. through their process yeah. and what they do and why. Yeah, and how they even addressed, you know, the tech team when they needed more in their ears or whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It's interesting because, uh, so you were saying, it, you are explaining what MXU is. It's, uh, it's a thing that happens in a lot of work, and church work just happens to be one of them where there's, like, industry standards mm -hmm. that whenever you go on tour, you're doing, like, production in just the, the production market there's just etiquette that you know yeah. like you, that you learn on the road in mm -hmm. those those trenches um churches don't always know that because mm -hmm. there's a lot of volunteer base it's people figuring it out for the first time uh so mxu kind of brings those two together and teaches people in church who may not know or have any experience and want to do it what that etiquette is slash just how to do it and, and the practices yeah. but it's it's 
interesting, what I found interesting watching you at MXU and our post talks about it was I uh, always, uh, not always, I was taught how to take uh, what the artist wants director-wise artists and kind of transcribe that into light design or something. Um, but not all artists are taught how to relay that information mm -hmm. to tech. Mm. Uh, and so there's always kind of a disconnect of what artists want and what tech yeah. thinks needs to happen. Um, so I feel like since we got back from MX MXU, we've been trying to to do that more, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, which has been really interesting, I yeah. think. Yeah, for sure. I, and it's and it's funny because, like, you, uh, Mia, you've been asking already, like, hey, I want to go to Philo, which is another which is like another church, this one's more church volunteer driven. MXU is more professional meets church. Mm -hmm. Philo is more church meet leadership mm -hmm. and uh, other church people coming together to, you know, um, these at Elevation, at Passion, at some of these bigger churches coming to teach maybe churches like ours who aren't as productionally, as, you know, a little bit more, you know, not as, matured in those areas and so uh i think it's really cool that you as a worship leader are saying things like hey i want to go to that because yeah. i want to learn i want to i want to learn the other side of it but also there's things that philo for worship leaders yeah. um anyway i just think it's really cool and if there's somebody who's listening to this who is on that side of the stage who's not behind the scenes like we are um i'll tell you if you're listening to this like it is a huge encouragement for the people who are in the tech world, who are in the shadows making the stage elevated, what we do, like the the Mias of this world being involved and wanting to know more and uh, and eager to learn so that she can serve us like we want to serve her um, in, in, the, in the world of worship. Like, that's awesome. So we appreciate I, I I'll speak for us, I guess. I mean, I guess, Maggie, you could speak for yourself and Whitney <laughs> if you want to. I'm going to speak for us, though. I think it's it's very encouraging. Um, not to say that we've not had that before. Yeah. I think Mr. Ed, and, and you know, as far as our, our current occupation is concerned, uh, has done a great job at envisioning uh, a worship ministry that yeah. is not two separate but one and the same. Um, it was going off of this. It was funny to me to watch. And this happens a lot with me specifically because uh like i would go back and watch things for kind of the christmas concert yeah. and i would the after t our first tech i went back and rewatched stuff just to see how things looked on camera that i was testing out and i ran across gratitude with like uh, an awesome moment and i clipped it yeah. and i sent it to mia and i was just i was just worried about the lighting i was like mia you look amazing <laughs> i was like you need a put this needs to be your pro i was like this is a amazing shot of you and you were like there's no sound to it <laughs> i said oh i don't care about the sound so you know and what i did everybody was like where's the sound and i was like oh i'm sorry i could care less <laughs> I, had, I had taken the mix mr ed sent and it's like over an hour long uh -huh. through that thing in iMovie through the video sent took like an hour to match them up <laughs> <laughs> took an hour to match them up and I have like the little clip video it's like 14 seconds long yeah it was it was just so funny to me because I think I was the only lighting person looking at it and then like video wise they were like oh yeah that's a good shot and then everybody else who singing audio they're like there's no sound to it <laughs> and i was just like i don't care every 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 comment was there's no sound and it was just funny but we all care about such different things mm. and not that i don't care about the whole picture at the end of the day that whole like that part of the concert was amazing mm -hmm. if you took the lighting out of it or not uh it was great but we are all focused on individual yeah. things <laughs> But when it comes together, it's, it's just it's just funny to me. And yeah. I always wonder, I'm like, what is this? And like Ed will say, I want the lights to look like this. And in my mind, I'm like, you can't even see the lights. You won't know what you won't know if I did that or not. <laughs> You're colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like what it's always a wonder, like what is worship, the worship team caring about? Because I know what mm. the tech team is caring yeah. about. It's It's probably not always the same thing at the end of the day. Yeah. The the final the final product is mm -hmm. 
amazing. Mm. But it's just, it's interesting to me. It's like the artistry. You know, like, uh, you know, the Philo team, uh, Todd Elliott, who wrote a book, I Love Jesus But I Hate Christmas, which really was a huge encouragement to me in 2020 because I was in such a bad place uh, mentally because of the challenges and the expectations and the just the grind that we we're putting on. You know, that's how I found I found the Philo community and I started following it and I did their cohort and whatever. But, you know, he says that in the tech, we are artists as technical folks. And I don't consider myself an artist. Um, but over the last couple of years, I have grown to understand like what we do is an art. Mia worship on on the stage or writing her own music she's an artist you're an artist and maggie you're an artist in your own in your field uh, i don't think that i'm an artist but i do realize that what we do is an art mm-hmm. and we're creating art together and so it's really hard to look at a painting and think there's seven different artists who are coming together to create this one painting. And so when you put that in perspective, the things that we do like Christmas or a regular Sunday morning, it is multiple artists doing their part to make an entire painting. Yeah. And it is beautiful at the end of the day. Sean Walker said something last night, which I loved. He was like, um, you know, we use all of our special gifts and we use these tools that we have to just spread one message. Mm. And, that just stuck with me because it's like, yeah, like, you know, some people might, you know, think I just sing songs. But at the end of the day, like, these words have meaning. Like, this music is moving. And, you know, y'all are doing tech and you're doing lights and you're running the direct, you're the director spot, Whitney. And um, we all just have our own task to do that one thing. Mm. We're all using our tools and gifts to just spread Jesus. So, yeah. it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um, but at the end of every show, we ask our guests uh, to share a standby moment. So if you don't know what the standby moment is, a standby moment is a moment in, in your life that you have had to, maybe you're in, in an overwhelmed state where you have to just say, stand by, yeah. everybody just stop. Or maybe you're in a blissful state where you just, you have to stand by and, and just take in uh, what's happening and so we want you to share with us a standby moment. One of those moments where that that happened, and then additional to that, in those moments, we kind of realize who we want to be around us mm-hmm. uh, for the long haul. Yeah. Would you share one of those? Yeah. Well, I mean, for the longest time, high school, I, when I started, you know, professionally doing music, there, there's always what's next. It's never just like what's now. It's always okay. Well, you know, next month, releasing the song. Okay, after that, I got to think about what's after that and so forth. And just for the longest time, it was always like, what's next? What? Not what am I doing now? And when I moved back here, like on the ride home, that was just like the, ma- the my main prayer. Just like, God, like, keep me still. Keep me in your presence. I would just want to remain in your presence and just be present here. Um, and that's just been a prayer of mine. And I've just been so blessed to have that just like, you know. Yes, I'm thinking about the future, but I'm not dwelling on it. Mm. I'm thinking of what's right now. So I'm standing by because, you know, who knows what my life has in store? Who knows what I'll be doing in 10 years and so forth? But I'm just blessed and happy to be here and just be worship leading for God and just be, you know, have a full-time job and have that security and have my family here and friends. And and the list goes on. Um, So, yeah, I'm just blessed to just be here being still awesome yeah <laughs> well mia thanks for being on the show with us yeah, that's awesome thank you for having me <laughs> it was so much fun it was so much fun well, did everybody, we have to... uh, everybody go listen to uh, sweeter than honey sweeter yeah on all streaming honey. platforms it's really good you don't have a streaming platform it's also on youtube but you'll have to listen to that how can people uh find you get in touch with you yes you can follow me on all social media at mia montero music that's facebook instagram twitter you name it it's on there um, send me a message. You can check out my merch, miamontero.com slash store. Um, yeah. And buy a hat. Reach out for yeah. hats. I'm the, the Magnolia Hatter on Magnolia. all social media. <laughs> Magnolia Hatter. Yep. All right. We'll, we'll get that documented <laughs> and uh, put it in, in the uh, description. It'll be somewhere. Thank y'all so much, guys. I love y'all. Hey, this has been so much fun. I'll Thank see you. All Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you real soon. Yep. <laughs> Maggie, anything? Yeah. 
I don't think so. No? No. You just got normal life going on right now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just going to take a dive for a second, hopefully. Get some rest? Yeah, Mardi Gras. Ooh, Ooh. I'm out. I'm going on vacation. I saw the barricades today, driving. It's terrible. Like, oh. yeah. I do love parades, but... Yeah. I'm going out town to a concert next weekend. Really pumped about it. I haven't hey. been to like a show in a while, so I get to experience lighting for a second. So that'll be fun. Good for you. I'm going to Colorado. I'm going snowboarding. Hopefully, I don't break anything. Charlie's going to go snowboarding with me. No, she's going to ski. Producer? What are you doing? I start a show next weekend. Start Shrek with CYT. So whoop, whoop. prayers for that. It's going to be fun. That's yeah. awesome. Got a lot of meetings coming up and. I'm not stressed, but there's a lot to do. So, we'll see. <laughs> It'll work out. It'll work out. It'll work out. Well, hey, thank you uh, for all of our listeners, everybody who's who's uh, joined the bandwagon and has started to support us. We really appreciate you. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. This the, the the purpose of this podcast is just for us to uh, just to share share our friends with the world. And uh, you know, if the world is big, great. If the world's small, great. It's not. You know, our, we're just doing it because we love it. Mm-hmm. And so, if you like it and you're encouraged and you love it, um, share, uh, share it with somebody that you think could who could be encouraged or who would like to laugh. Like I've I've gotten some feedback from our first podcast. <laughs> Lots of people have been laughing. So that's really the purpose. That's yeah. that's part of the big idea of why we're doing this is just to to do that. So share it, like it, love it, follow it. Uh, and then whatever things that are required to you know listen to podcasts. I don't know what those are. But uh, hey, we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. See ya. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>